0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey, folks, welcome back to another week of Wrecking and Racing. This is your host, The Gas Man, with my co host, Lugs. What's up, man? What's up? How's your week going? Man, it is fantastic. Couldn't be better because I'm here with you tonight doing this awesome podcast for these awesome fans. One day closer to the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These fans that listen to the show are so awesome because they're going to reach up, click that subscribe button, and they're also going to go on iTunes and rate us a five star and share us with everybody they can because they want to help us grow. So so people get the, the coquial pleasure that they do. To their ears—that's
1: a big word, fancy terminology.
0: I don't know if I used it in the right context, <laughs> but <they laughs> it uh, sounded
1: good. We need to get a hold of somebody with an iPhone and see how many ratings we got. Yeah, it's that's been about funny. A year yeah, since that's we...
0: exactly. So that's funny because we used to have like neither one of us have iPhones. Yeah. So we don't really look at our iTunes ratings, but iTunes is what rules the podcasting world. Mm-hmm. So everything is derived off of that. Uh, so fans, if you're listening, especially if you have an iPhone. Shoot us a message, racing at gmail.com. Let us know what we look like on iTunes. Also, make sure you like rate us on iTunes because that's how other people find us.
1: Yeah. So I actually recommend us, right?
0: Yeah. So actually, I went to a. Uh, we we're pretty much on every platform out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are. So I actually came across one today that we were not. Why wow, does that work? Oh and yeah. Of course, what's that I was just, working. Just, it's just spilled just, into your yeah, lap, did, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, Player FM. And I actually, Google derives some of their like podcast lists based off of that. Google does? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I typed in NASCAR podcast, and it didn't pop us up. And I'm like, huh? It derives it from that. So, I went and added us to that. But everything's based off of ratings. So, once it pulled up, it seemed that we had a 49 ratings through iTunes. So we are 49 five-star ratings. Great, but we haven't had one since like April of 2018, like right when we first started. Oh, really? Yeah. So please, 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 please. I'm, I feel like I'm being a whore here asking for this, but <laughs> I guess that's in this world that's what we need is to go out and have you guys help push us and help us grow. Uh, but anyway, you go out, rate us, like us, do everything you can, please. I don't want to sound too desperate, but we, we want to grow this. That's the thing is we're growing slowly. But like today, one thing that made me mad today is that we get our, get our Facebook listeners up and all of a sudden we just lose Facebook listeners. Or Facebook followers, oh, so really? we lost one today randomly. That we're so close to hitting four hundred people. I would want to be. I want to be four thousand.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And Twitter mm-hmm. keeps increasing. We're up to like almost six hundred on Twitter.
1: Wonder why someone would leave Facebook.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We've had multiple people in the last week. So what are we doing on TikTok? Because they off? don't really
1: have to tolerate your opinions on Facebook. No, I,
0: I don't. <laughs> we share a lot, but we don't really get into a lot of stuff on yeah. there because we save yeah. a lot of for the podcast. Yeah, of but, course I know.
1: Hmm, I don't know. That's maybe maybe they maybe they just um, deactivated their account, man, or deleted Facebook or something. You know, you never know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so this past week and wait folks if you take care of that for us we're gonna go ahead and get this uh this, this started with a beer. Oh lug's beat me to it. There's mine. And uh I'm drinking a bush tonight in honor of a uh, of uh Harvick's Gen X paint scheme.
1: <laughs> now that you bring that up, let's
0: go talk about I can, that I real can I can relate I can relate to that at least. Let's let's talk about that. Gnarly real quick. man. Gnarly
1: dude. What what do you dude, think of it?
0: I actually liked it, yeah.
1: Do you like it better than the millennial card? Oh car? yeah. Oh, the yeah. It's more, car, of, more of my
0: color paint schemes, my colors, my wording. Yeah, yeah, the I millennial car
1: is like supposed to be cringe. At, cringe yeah, sure, as hell, sure. Right. And this actually looks pretty decent. Yeah.
0: Uh, it does. Now, let me ask you a question. Are because we're technically well, you know what? We we identify with Gen X, but we're technically, technically the, fir, we're millennials, like the first yeah. year millennials. Mm-hmm. So um obviously I don't I I don't represent at all with the millennials. Uh, that's my takeaway. Mm-hmm. I represent with the Gen X, so I'm going to say I'm a Gen Xer, even though I'm technically I'm a Millennial by like a year. Yeah. But regardless, so looking at that car kind of makes me laugh because I think it's good and I think it's funny. But do we really want to be known as people say "gnarly dude" and you know, stuff like that? I don't know anybody so,
1: that says that. Well, not Surfers anymore. From but back in the
0: day, and that some of that comes from like Ninja Turtles talk. Uh, yeah. You no know, Calabonga, stuff like that. Why
1: are they racing that at Pocono?
0: I have no idea. Like, oh. I
1: get the all star race for the Gen X, but why wouldn't they do this in a couple weekends at Bristol or. Yeah. I don't understand why Pocono.
0: Neither do I. Anyway, do you feel like, you're, like looking at that, are you a little like, aff- not offended, but a little like, that represents me, but it doesn't represent me? Like, why do we always pick the stupidest I'd... things <laughs> to represent a generation? Yeah,
1: I don't know. What's the other, what's the other, um, gen y
0: yeah they're they y. gonna do a
1: gen y scheme or <laughs> do a like a baby, a baby, boomers? baby boomers yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking like i don't know they've started this they've started this now are they going to continue <laughs> it and finish it i feel like they have to
0: i don't know i'd be all right with that so anyway uh we, we have pictures on the facebook page i shared it on twitter as well so make sure you go out there and check it out it's kind of a cool looking car
1: and let us know are you millennial or are you gen x or something else. What do
0: you identify as? <laughs> we have to use those kind of terminology in today's world. What do you identify as? Yeah. Well, let's get so, to it. Um, yeah, so this past week, uh, we were all, like, shocked. Sunday, I think we all woke up to news uh, about a unfortunate circumstance that happened. So, uh, Nick Harrison, he's a crew chief for Call of Gracing in mm-hmm. the Xfinity series, passed away. Um, as of right now, last I heard, they still don't know what the cause of death was. Very sad news. We've had the pleasure of saying hi to him, but not really talking to him or anything. Um, but just seeing the presence online of teams.
1: The outpouring.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so he definitely touched a lot of people's lives in the NASCAR world. So tonight we're going to kind of have a little bit of a memoriam to him. Uh, obviously, he was, like again, well-liked, well-respected uh, in the sport. So here in just a few minutes, we're going to have a guest caller call in and Kind of talk to us about Nick. Mm-hmm. Let us know more about him. Well, we know obviously we as fans. I mean, he's not a chat canal, so yeah. I, I'm willing to bet a lot of fans didn't know who he was. Yeah.
1: So we need to shed some light on his life and and you know pay yeah. a tribute and and
0: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I was reading his story day this story today that he kind of got a start uh, by working with Sterling Marlon's son, Steadman. Oh, really? Yeah, at Nashville Fairgrounds. Hmm. He's from down by nashville got he's from uh same place uh sterling marlins from okay so anyway uh anything you want to add before we get to our caller
1: no just uh you know again just thoughts and and everything with the family and the huge loss and again that the outpouring from the community has been amazing that's the thing about nascar is how yeah, we all can be at each other's throats and want to rip each other's hair out. But, you know, We all have our own drivers or teams or passionate about the rules package or this, this package or whatever. But we all unify together whenever we have tragic losses like this. We've done it in the past many, 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 many times, um, and this is no different.
0: Yeah. Uh, so our normal listeners that are, are listening in, we'll get to the fantasy standings and the news um, and our other interview after this uh memoriam to to nick to talk about nick he he kind of takes to me i mean the situation is more important than necessarily a podcast is uh so let's get out there talk about this guy celebrate him and then we'll get to all the other stuff later so stay tuned hey folks we are welcoming ryan bell crew chief of NBA motorsports to the show again hey ryan Hey guys, how are you? Uh, we are, we are fantastic. Thank you, and thank you for coming on to talk about Nick. Um, so, for our listeners who maybe are not familiar with Nick, so you know, in the in the crew chiefing world, you know, people know Cole Perm, Chad Canals, but they may not know people like a Ryan Bell or a, or a Nick Harrison. Um, And this past weekend, we got some very, very, very unfortunate news about Nick Harrison uh, passing away. Uh, So, you've you've had the luxury of working and competing with Nick, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, I was just going to say, just kind of fill us in, you know, how the... Looking at Twitter, looking at Facebook, he is such a it seemed like he was a huge part of the sport that a lot of people didn't even know his name, maybe from the listenership that we have. Uh, you know what, what kind of what did you see about Nick or what do you, what do you remember about Nick
2: the The thing that everyone loved about Nick and and even if you didn't love him, you respect it was you you hear the term racer so much in, in our world, but nick really defined a racer you know if it was monday night at the go-kart track or you know sunday at a dirt track he didn't he didn't care you know he just wanted to be at the racetrack he just wanted to be competing wanted to be around friends and um if you spent more than about two seconds around nick you were his friend and he just had that personality man that that you know it sucked everybody in and and you you were compelled by everything he did you wanted to listen you know, um, it was – to say he was your uh, born and bred Tennessee Southern boy would be an understatement. <laughs> you know, he was he was just something special.
0: Yeah. And, did, did you work with him on any of the teams that you are a part of, or was it always just against him?
2: So our relationship actually started when I was with JD Motorsports, which is a South Carolina-based team. And Nick was with uh, Phoenix Racing, which is also a South Carolina based team. And uh, us South South Carolina boys all kind of stuck together. You know, we were the the little guys down there competing against the big money up here in in Charlotte and Mooresville area. So um, Nick would let us bring our stuff over, pull down on their machines, use their pull down machines, use their chassis dynos, you know, uh, give us information, which, you know, I mean, everybody knows happens in this sport but he was he really helped us a lot and uh gave us some parts that they were going to throw away for very very cheap you know all kinds of stuff and that's that's where i first got to know nick and then obviously competing against him over the last 10 or so years has just been a pleasure because you learn so much from a guy like him you know you just you watch him he wanted to win everything he wanted to win practice he wanted to be the number one qualifier. He wanted to win the race. He wanted to lead every lap. You know, he, he didn't – there was no second place to Nick, and that that just made you really want to compete against him, you know. And, and he was the first one that if you beat him to come down and give you a hug and say, great job, you know. It's uh, a huge loss for this industry
1: absolutely absolutely tell us about the the saying and, and I think the stickers we're seeing a lot of stickers on the cars this oh, weekend about hauling the balls. hauling balls I don't know quite the the history of that saying do you do you know more about it
2: that was always just Nick's catchphrase you know You're how's the car this week oh we gonna haul balls? ball Is we, we gonna go get it we gonna mm-hmm. kick our ass this weekend you know that was always Nick he, everything was gonna haul balls it didn't matter if he was racing again the Pinewood Derby car you yeah. know <laughs> that thing was going to haul balls. He, he had a lot of, of little catchphrases, some of which I probably don't need to get into here, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it was Nick. That was always always part of the the intrigue is each person that he got to know, he almost had a little thing with, you know, and he'd remember that. And it, it, it was always the stupidest thing, but it became part of your relationship with him, whether it was yelling it across the garage or, you know, just saying it in passing on the airplane, it was a, uh, it was all part of being in the Nick Harrison clique, you know, and that was, that was an honor to be part of because when, when, he was, when you were in his circle, man, he, and, and even outside of it, I, I shouldn't put it that way, but he just, he took guys that no one else wanted. He took the rough, rough around the edges, um, younger, maybe guys that that had had failures on other teams, he'd say, come on, let's go. You're going to come work with me. And man, he took them everywhere from Phoenix racing to RCR to, you know, college. If, if you were loyal to Nick, man, he, he made sure that he was loyal to you. And that again, was just one of his many positives.
0: Yeah, that definitely speaks volumes. Uh, he was, he was a very young guy. Um, and Ryan, you're a pretty, yeah. yeah, you're a pretty young guy as well. Um, I my last look, they have not determined a cause of his passing. Um, have you heard any more updates on that?
2: I have not. Um I know this weekend I'll probably hear a lot more. Sure. Most of us have have kept our conversations to memories and yeah, sure, know,
0: yeah, sure. telling respect, Nick right.
2: Harrison stories and Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't think at this point anyone really wants to even admit, you know what uh that there something has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, mm-hmm. and, This weekend when we all get together in the garage and uh, Wayne Otten's asked us all to let the 11 team be the first team into the garage and obviously to honor Nick this weekend. So I think at that moment it'll hit a lot more of us.
0: Yeah, I think this
2: is a a real situation, you
0: know. Sure, absolutely. And where I was going with that is, you know, regardless of your age, make sure you, you know, go see your doctor, take care of your health. Health is so, so important and people just kind of it's easy. Overlook it. Yeah, it's easy I mean to take it's, for granted, yeah. I, I'm a workaholic. Uh several years ago I got into a mental and physical state that was not the best shape because I was more worried about getting my hours at work, taking care of business than need to be done. I couldn't trust internally, I couldn't trust anybody else getting the job done when that was actually was not the case. You know, stuff like that. It's not worth it. It's not worth right.
2: it. Right. And and that's Um, to tell a little part of my story and something that has mean so much to me. And it's why losing a friend like Nick is so hard. You know, I, same way. I I was a workaholic. I I didn't care about anything else. Um, And I say that real realistically. I mean, I loved my family, but at the end of the day, racing was number one. And, and 2014, I started feeling different, feeling weird, a really long story short, Finally started trying to bounce around to some different doctors. None of them really wanted to take time to mess with me because I worked in racing and they just thought I was a guy who didn't take it seriously. And uh, come to find out I had basically the start of a pretty serious brain injury from uh, too many concussions over the years and ignoring my health and ignoring the signs of of when I was hurt and not letting myself heal correctly. And uh, at 33 years old, I'm paying a pretty hard price for it, but Thanks to Dr. Freight and Dr. Connolly and some of the best doctors here in North Carolina, I was able to rejoin the sport in January and am um, getting back to a much more normal life. But guys, girls, everyone listening to this show, don't be tough. Don't be the hard ass. If you ain't yeah. feeling right, you know you're not feeling right, go to the damn doctor. Yeah. If he doesn't believe you, find a different doctor.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, exactly. it,
2: it's your body.
0: Yep. Exactly, and I think you know what's crazy is that uh now I am married to uh, my wife's a nurse practitioner now, so it's like the littlest things. Now she's like, "Well, you need to go see the specialist or something." I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I cut my finger. Whoop-de-doo, you know. But but I understand where she's coming from because she sees it every day where the smallest things turns into the biggest things. So mm-hmm. definitely, exactly, definitely. So I know you have to have some funny stories about Nick. Well, you know, just start. Tell him some of the funny things that happened in the garage or you know, whatever we oh my God. We had a pleasure of saying hi to him. We seen him whenever we were down in Charlotte. He was right across the the, the aisle basically from you guys and from like uh, B J McLeod's team. Uh, so we did get a chance to see him, but we never, you know, obviously got the pleasure of actually talking to him. We're nobodies, obviously. So uh, I'll I'll
2: tell you the last story, um, It really sticks out. And it was just a knit kind of thing. Um, So now is one of the penalties in this sport. When When a crew chief fails tech or does something too many times, they'll actually take your hard card, which is your automatic pass, in and out every weekend. This means that you have to go to the trailer outside the track, sign in, pay cash every week, and get a little... Um, pay, you know, normal credential, just like everybody else, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but really it just puts a huge uh, it just slows the weekend. It's down.
1: Inconvenient, um, yeah, absolutely. The
2: so, it, they uh, at some point this year, I don't really remember when Nick had lost his hard card. So in Kentucky, all the crew chiefs get together 15 minutes after the garage opens to pick pit uh, your pit stall selection for the weekend. Nick was to pick, like, third or fourth in the in the running there. So, Seth, who runs the series, is calling out everybody's number. They're picking stalls. We get probably to about number 24, 25 on the list, and all of a sudden Nick's like, hey, 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 Seth, I, I, I got something I, I need to ask you. And Seth's like, uh, what, 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 Nick? He's like, come come here, come here. He walks up to Seth. He's like, hey, you uh, you skipped me.
3: <laughs>
2: and Seth's like, got God damn it, Nick, we you know, you were number three. We're on twenty five. Why are you just saying something? And Nick's like, Oh, well, I guess I wasn't paying attention. You know, and of course everybody just kind of laughs because that's Nick, he was always talking to somebody or you know, he's like the little kid in the group, you know, he's in the back whispering, giggling, not paying attention. Yeah. So they gotta go get all the other crew teams. Everyone has to come back. You know, we spend twenty minutes rounding everybody up and we start over, pit stall selection. So the first guy picks the same stall Stall. The second guy picks the same stall Nick's now up He's the third guy or whatever And he goes down the piece of paper And picks a stall that no one had picked yet <laughs>
3: The first
2: time around So everybody's just like Nick what the hell and He's like well I, d- I didn't want to take anybody's spot <laughs> So then Wayne Auten comes out And he's like you know the director of the series he's like what's all the racket And Nick raises his hand he says I just want to say that I feel a severe injustice has been done to me here, and I think since you feel I did an injustice to you and now you've done an injustice to me, I should get my hard card back. Well, you know, obviously <laughs> Wayne had some choice words for that statement. And yeah. Nick just smiled that big stupid smile of his and poked <laughs> at Wayne, and come <laughs> on, buddy, you know, give, give me my card back, and no, yeah. you ain't getting that damn thing back. You ain't ever getting it back, which, <laughs> god did we all know how true that would be but yeah. you know it just it was just nick it was for some people that don't know him it doesn't maybe not be a great hilarious story but if you know the guy it was so him and just in that moment you know to be to go through all that work and cost us all another 25 minutes and then take a stall that didn't even matter <laughs> you know yeah it, it, because yeah. he didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings or whatever you know that was <laughs> that was him. You could always find Nick belly up in his spare time, belly up to a bar with a nice cold beer, usually hollering, screaming at every pretty lady that walked by. <laughs> always had stories to tell. You know, it was, he He had fun every single day. And like I said, there's so many stories I could tell, but I don't sure. know how many of them are here. There was a late, or how many I tell here, there was a late night, in uh south carolina where a show car may have gotten borrowed to show some girls how you could do burnouts in an oh. area
3: one might have hit a bmw that we
2: had to then sneak into the paint booth and repaint and um yeah so you know i mean nothing crazy or anything just you know little stuff like that but uh
0: nothing crazy no
2: yeah you know there was.
0: that's there a good was one. I like something that
2: one and he always you always felt like it was okay because he was there even though in the back of your head you're going this is we're 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 gonna go to jail <laughs> <laughs> you know but it was uh and he was a great guy and the sport lost a uh, lost a true leader i i joke that you know everyone in the sport will always tell you oh well i get all my setups from nick harrison i get all my setups from nick harrison so i told my wife, I said, I don't know, I, I excuse my language when I say this, but I said, when we get to Iowa on Friday, there's going to be
0: some lost sons of bitches because no one's going to know where the hell to set up one of these race cars. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. You know, yeah. everyone in the garage
2: claimed to get their information from him, so.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I guess yeah. that shows his character, like, just willingly giving out yeah. his information to the people I guess he liked and trusted. He, he just wanted to
2: see everyone do good, you know, and just, if you were a low-budget team and he had the help of all his high-dollar stuff, yeah, he'd, he'd definitely throw help your way and didn't mind. And then if you beat him with his own information, he would be the first one to come over to you and say, all right, what what'd you do different? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you'd learn, and I, I think it's the way he helped himself learn. And Plus, he just loved seeing people be good, man. He loved, loved winning. when uh, him and Kurt Bush worked together there the year Kurt got fired for and mm-hmm. had to drive for Phoenix. Um, you know, Kurt, Kurt will tell anyone that Nick's what changed him as a person and changed his life and taught him how to race again, taught him how to race for fun, not just race for money. You know, and that's, uh, I know there's a lot of people that aren't Bush brother fans, but Kurt and Kyle have definitely both grown up a lot. and Nick was a big part in that also, you know, yeah, and
1: absolutely. Yeah. Kurt especially, yeah. Kurt. Mm-hmm. Kurt
0: definitely has. You you see different Kurt now compared to Kurt Pensky days. Absolutely, yeah. In that whole situation that happened.
2: Yeah, and that's you know, and Nick's a big part of that. When they won Daytona and the Xfinity car there for James, they flew home and Nick, Kurt, or you know, Kurt said, "We're going to downtown Charlotte. We're going to party." And Nick said, the, we're going to downtown Charlotte. <laughs> we're going to Libby's in South Carolina, which is a little." You know, hole in the wall bar right there across from the shop. He took Kurt and all his people and they went to Libby's and the team, God, I think they partied for days. But, you know, it it just pure Nick fashion. I don't want to go to Charlotte. I don't don't need all that. I want myself, you know, my hometown bar. I want to party with my people. Yeah. And that was, you know, that's part of what turned Kurt, part of what made Kurt realize what he was racing for again. You know, that's, again, I know I just keep saying it, but and he was he was a character one that one that as the stories come out over the years i, I i'm sure he'll make several of the books and the behind the scenes shows cuz he was always crazy <laughs> you know yeah it was
1: sounds like he's just was a very humble guy that was very passionate about the sport wanted to give back whether that was to the sport or other teams or you know team members It just seems like a just fantastic guy
2: yeah, and, you know, he, the the Marlins, Sterling Marlin and Sedman Marlin are actually how Nick got his start in the sport. And uh, that was part of his core, too, was just always being something involved with Tennessee. You know, he loved the state of Tennessee, which is where he was born and raised. Uh, so he's had his hands on with, you know, some of the biggest names in the sport. Just never really – and never wanted his name to be the top name, you know. He sure.
0: just
2: As long as he was out there winning and having fun, he didn't give a damn.
0: Yeah, very humble. But
2: it was a, it was a big loss, big yeah. big loss. I know, uh, I know Justin Haley, and Micah, and a lot of the guys over there are are got. Someone's gonna have to step in there and try to fill those shoes, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that job for the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: That's, you, you ain't gonna fill them shoes. These, yeah, these are the tough moments in the sport, and we were actually talking before we started. Recording is is you know you obviously you hate when you when the sport experiences these these types of uh, situations but you know the way that the the teams the garages the entire sport pulls together you know to remember someone like Nick in, in these these times it's it's amazing as a sport what we do
2: yeah it's this garage can be so. High school It can be so clicky and, mm-hmm. and drama and gritty and just nasty at times. And then you see when, when something goes wrong what we all really are. And it is a family. And, you know, everyone wraps their arms around each other. And we, we move on. And we have to. You know, you have to go race. There's millions and millions of dollars of sponsorship and everything else on the line. And, you know, I'm sure the last thing them guys on that 11 car want to do this weekend is get on an airplane and and fly to the racetrack but we have to and that's what we do and that's why having a support system at the track and and doing what this sport has always done and just pick up the pieces and help each other move on right yeah there's nothing else like it in the world you
0: know no not even close not even
2: close uh, it's it's crazy uh thankfully in my excuse me dropped my phone another one of the amazing parts of my health issues my hands uh just kind of give up on me every once in a while sorry about that no. um, you but yeah think. you know one of one of the amazing or one of, thankfully one of the things i've never had to deal with in this sport is a uh is an actual on track loss of a driver we've had very big injuries obviously we lost jason Lesler, which was awful and some guys away from the track but it uh you know the stories about when they lost adam lost kenny obviously dale senior right and the way this sport just picked those guys up
3: and said come on let's go you know is
2: uh something that i hope i never have to go through but if i do it's i want to live that legacy of what the guys before us did we'll pick the next guy up and we'll move on you know
0: right yeah Yeah. absolutely and i see you guys put a uh a sticker on your car for joey this weekend um are, is there anything else planned besides you know the the uh, the colleague team getting you know the first shot into the pit or into the garage and the stickers or anything else planned that you know of? There will be, I
2: know uh, several of the teams that Nick's worked for in the past are all going to be wearing shirts that say NH and then Holland Balls. <laughs> um, for the weekend, there's there's going to be a, just a wide array of sticker tributes. And, uh, I can only imagine what some of the, some of the officials and stuff have in mind. Uh, cause yeah, this, this will be, this will be a weekend full of tributes to Nick. Cause no one, no one, there, there will be such a, like, like I was telling my wife, there's going to be such a void in the garage that no one's going to be able to not think about it or not, right. tri- you know, yeah. not put a tribute to him.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, it. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be awesome to remember the legacy of a man who deserves to be remembered in the best way. But on the other hand, it's gonna be hard. You know, it's sure. It's yeah, a friend. it's never easy. It's yeah. a colleague, but um, just like Nick would say, "Shut up, let's go race." You
0: know, <laughs> yeah, we right. Got work to do. Right. I take that as a as a hint for our podcast too, Shep. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey.
2: No, that's. You guys, I, I say it all the time. And I'll say it again. You guys have an amazing show, uh, amazing podcast. I love listening to it. You guys do a fantastic job, and I'm honored to get be a small part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are you um not? Are you? I uh, I know you're going to be in Bristol. Uh, so Lugs and I actually got media credentials for Bristol, so we will be there.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: Awesome. So and you guys will have to uh have to come down and hang out for a little bit. And
1: oh yeah. Yeah, we'll find
2: Hopefully, you. We got we got some pretty big news coming up for
1: Bristol. So uh oh. stay tuned.
2: Stay oh. tuned. Big big full MBM team announcement. We'll have awesome. several several big pieces for there. So I'm really looking forward to Bristol. Looking forward to this week in Iowa. Joey yes. Gaser's hometown track.
0: Yeah. We're
2: yeah. gonna go go try to get him his best career finish out there and kinda rebound after a blown motor took him out of the race. The first time around mm-hmm. out there this year, so
0: yeah, you guys Hopefully. have been bitten by the mechanical bug a couple times this year because with like brake issues last week.
2: Man, um. I'll tell you what, it <laughs> this team and this group of guys worked their butts off, and we keep having just it's getting to be a joke. If it's gonna if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to us. Yeah. And, You know, this past weekend on the thirty five car, uh, crew chief had him a little too loose in qualifying. We dealt with him, <clears throat> got him uh, fixed up. Joey fired off good from the back and was really, really had a solid car. And we ran down there into I think it was turn three, and he jumped on the radio and said, "Guys, I got no brakes." I'm like, ah, oh, well, hell. Come to find out, it was a freaking a brake bleeder, which you can get at any of your random parts store for probably under a couple bucks. Yeah, I don't know. had actually cracked and was starting to leak, and that is what ruined our day and then both our teammates also just had freak brake line not even caliper not even you know really equipment related to both brake line issues so it's been a tough year at nbm um as far as mechanical failures but we just keep trying to better ourselves and work through it and our engine department is one of the best in the business and you know mm-hmm. we've done research on all these motors and yeah. come to find out we you know it outside manufacturer stuff we're buying to put in these engines and out of our hands.
0: Yeah, that's the nice. worst. The worst. And uh, <clears throat> the races that you guys don't have issues, you guys are really showing some decent speed and some decent results and and making some headways. Strides, you know, there's yeah, a couple strides. of road bumps here and there, but overall, I think you guys are making some great strides. I, You
2: know, when I first came here, I had the expectations of being a 20th place team. That was kind of my early goal um I knew we had more and I knew there was a lot more potential but obviously in the sport it takes time to build it takes time to get cars prepared you know and since about late May I've said that there's no reason why we can't be a top 15 team every week and when we don't have problems we, we you know we live up to that uh Chad the, God the last race in Iowa I was on the box for Chad Pincham there and man, I really thought we were going to have a top 10 card had a shock mount break late mm. in the race. You know, um, just, uh, Joey and Chad were both running really well. there at poking 14th and 15th early in the going and got mixed up in a wreck. You know, it's just been Timmy Hill. That guy could, it seems like every week he's got top 20 speed and just something bites him. But
1: yeah. Bad luck. Okay.
2: Like, like we all keep saying it's, as long as you keep putting cars together the right way and you keep the speed up, all the luck will find its way, and it's going to be an exciting into the year for MBM. And really excited, looking forward to next season and what we can yeah. keep doing and keep growing.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Good, good. I see. I I hope to see a W in your future. I think it could very well happen.
2: I, I do too. I really do. Carl Long and. And Johnny Jackson and all the guys, you know, all the owners have, are putting the right pieces in place. And if we just keep working our butts off and keep trying to find speed, then, damn it, we're going to put one of them Toyotas in victory lane. Yeah, And if exactly. not, we're going to just keep putting on a hell of a show Yeah, trying to get there. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. But Ryan, we appreciate you taking the time, calling us, talking about your friend Nick. Uh, just Absolutely. letting all of our fans know about the energy he brought to the sport um again thank you very much for calling in and oh. go bust some ass this week in iowa go, go or kick some ass ha- go haul some balls and there you uh, go iowa, yeah. there you
2: go we're gonna haul some balls right up there to top 15 get joey his best finish Good. and uh hopefully have two other nbm hot rods right there with us but guys thank you as always thank you for giving me a chance to honor nick's legacy and Tell everyone
0: about a man that deserves
2: everything, everything you're
0: going to hear about him this weekend. Fantastic. Can't wait to see y'all in Bristol. Yeah, definitely. We'll hit you up uh, and uh, drink a beer or something. I, I Sounds love, good. I love some beer. All right. All right. Thanks, Ryan. See you, Ryan. You. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks. That was Ryan Bell, crew chief NBM Motorsports for Joey Gase, number 35 car. Um, he's been on the show. We've talked to him several times now. I... Personally, I Phenomenal can't ask. Guy, yeah, man. I can't ask for a better a better person to talk to yeah. in the sport. I mean, he just he's so outgoing, so personal, just fantastic guy. Like the first he's, time I met him was at Charlotte, and he's walking past. I like, kind of like what happened, you know, kind of signal. You know, he came and sat down and actually like had a conversation about what yeah. happened. So, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. It really does mean a lot to us. And folks, that was Ryan. Make sure you pay attention to all the tributes this week. Uh, Nick deserves it. So again folks that was Ryan from NBM motorsports uh, I know we keep saying that we've said it probably 10 times now uh, to this point in the of, the of the show thank you for all my heart that, that that you take the time to talk to us especially about this circumstance uh, of losing a friend I mean it's very it has to be something hard to talk about absolutely. So definitely want to get some insight to our fans on who Nick was and some good things to hear about him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as you see in the sport, everybody had good things to say about him. Right. It's not like he was full-life kind of guy, fun to be around. Kind of reminds me of that one guy in high school that he just annoys you sometimes, but the other times he's just like, he's so funny, you want to be around him. Right. Kind of like how I was in high school, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, folks, let's let just get into our normal episode, our normal... Episode? Yeah, but I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah let's talk our about normal. some New Hampshire. Yeah, so New Hampshire, you know, one of the biggest small tracks, right? Yeah. yeah? no?
1: It's, you know, people say it's a, it's, a, it's a short track, but is it? I mean, I don't know. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. Is it? I don't know.
0: No. So, let's get into it. Uh, it's very, you know, like the last couple of races, at least the last one in Kentucky, a little beating a Megan at the end for the win. People talking about had some being... drama
1: before the race even started. Okay, let's get into it. So, what happened before the race started? So rough, rough uh, practice sessions for a few teams, a lot of teams, especially Alex <laughs> Bowman. Yeah. Uh, so going through two cars, only one of them was really his fault. The first car was basically scrapped due to the driveshaft issue. I guess yeah. it just obliterated it was the underside of the car. Right? He was qualifying, yeah, qualifying and it shot
0: out the back end, basically.
1: Yeah. And apparently obliterated everything under the car. So I went to the backup, and then in practice, he crashed the backup. Yeah. And then had to go to the backup backup, which was also Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson's, Johnson's backup.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and finally, what did he salvage? I think 11th.
0: Uh, no, it was 13th. 13th. Or 14th. Gotcha. Actually, I think it's 14. 14th.
1: Gotcha. So top 15, I don't think you could be too mad yeah, at that after going through right? two cars right. on your third car for the weekend. Um, but we also saw Hamlin crash. He went to a backup. Larson. Um, Larson crashed. Uh, Stenhouse made, I'm not sorry, not Stenhouse, Newman, uh, made contact, went to, I'm pretty sure he went to a backup as well. So just, a uh, pretty crazy.
0: D-, D burrito had two blowouts, two tire issues, Yeah, but he so. didn't hit the wall or anything. So he didn't have to go to the backup.
1: Yeah, so just uh, crazy it, it events It was more carnage than
0: I expected.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, New Hampshire is kind of just bides your time, and you don't really have a lot of drama. I don't... don't.
0: I, I don't feel like that, yeah. Yet. So I feel like there's definitely a, a build-up more than usual.
1: Yeah. So... Getting into the actual race itself, yeah. it turned out to be pretty eventful. We saw quite a few incidents, I guess you could say.
0: Some tough racing. I enjoyed hard to the pass. Race, yeah, it was but hard, to, but New Hampshire's always kinda hard exactly. to exactly. I mean, think about it. Jeff Burton, what, two thousand or two thousand one or whatever? Like every lap. Let led literally every single lap. Yeah.
1: So um and they put the PJ1 compound down which i think helped i mean it could be way could have been worse or harder to pass i yeah. shouldn't say worse but it could be could have been harder to pass but with the PJ1 you know you kind of saw a little bit of people being able to to dive to the bottom of the track and try to diamond off and clear the guy before you know you got too far down the, the next straight away but um you know ultimately we saw Harvick come away with the win let's talk about that finish
0: yeah, so I say beating and banging. There wasn't really a, there was a little bit of contact, not a whole lot of contact, but it was hard racing. I mean, Hamlin had a run. He thought he was going to get it. He got on the outside, and Harvick was able yeah, to. Yeah, so
1: let's just dissect that last okay. lap. So okay. going into you know taking the white flag, Hamlin's there. Yep. Hamlin is right behind Harvick going into turns one and two. He gets into Harvick, gets Harvick up out of the groove a little yep. bit, gets on the inside but we all know that the inside is not really the preferred exactly so they come off turn two side Mm -hmm. by side hamlin lifts drops back in behind harvick um so before we get to what happens in turn three and four i feel like first off do you think what hamlin did in turn one and two getting into harvick do you think he messed up by not getting into Harvick more, moving him more out of the way, or was that his plan? I think just... that was his
0: plan. I I I felt like it was the right move to make, honestly. But if it was me, it didn't okay, pay maybe off. yeah. No, it didn't. So in what? That I'm, corner. Yeah. So what I'm getting to is that maybe I would have hard nosed it down on in three and four. And then if I come up, I'm coming up into Harvick, right? So and maybe I, he keeps me off the wall, or I put him in the wall, or we both go out. I, I thought, don't know. And I
1: but. thought that was that was his motive. I thought that's what he was going to do because you saw him roll out, get back behind Harvick, going into three. And I thought, if at this point I was like, it's it's over for Harvick. Harvick's gonna get moved more in this particular corner, and it didn't happen. Then he went to the outside, and then. Han- Harvick turned right off of four, and that pretty much gave him the win. So I don't know what Denny was thinking there. You know, it. it why didn't he do what he did in turns one and two and three and four instead of trying to go to the outside? I just don't. I don't know. And people keep saying, well, I was, he probably was having flashbacks of him and Chase <laughs> Elliott yeah, Martinsville,
0: I, twitching and start having fa- flashbacks. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I
1: don't think he wanted to make an enemy with Harvick. That's true, but I do think that. He messed up and tried to move him, but didn't execute it fully.
0: Yeah, and I can't really fault him for thinking the picture. It was, it was a strategy. It was a strategy. Was it, it didn't, a big it picture? Didn't, move? I, I think so, and it didn't pay off, but it didn't hurt either. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't get the win, but he still finished second. Yeah. If he had been and he's really already ag- got two wins. Yeah. If he had already been really aggressive, he could have finished twentieth.
1: Yeah. And and if he hadn't two didn't have two wins in his pocket, we probably would have saw something more aggressive there.
0: I, I now if we had Denny Hamlin of twenty eighteen, I think we would have seen extremely a lot more aggressive mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But twenty nineteen as you mentioned, he's already got two. I don't really think it would have hurt him too much. So the twenty eighteen Hamlin, the twenty nineteen Hamlin, two different Hamlins. Yeah, you, know, you know, any more take on that lugs? Like what what do you think he made the right move? I mean, as, okay, what well, I meant by that, do you think he made the right approach or had the right mindset? Maybe I don't s- think, he wanted, mindset, an, maybe, I term don't think he wanted
1: to make it an enemy, and I don't think he wanted to mo- uh, crash Harvick, but I think he I think he knows he messed up, and he should have put more bumper to him. Yeah. If not in one and two, then three and four. So I yeah. do think he messed up, but I don't think his intention was to clean him out.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, congratulations to Kevin, finally breaking that SHR mo Like breaking through that barrier that they've had this year. Yeah.
1: Getting a first win for Stuart Haas and for Harvick's team. Yeah. Also, congratulations to me. I picked him as the winner for the weekend. (laughs) How did
0: that really help you out in points? It gave me like 30 points on it. you're still sixth, seventh? Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Seventh, damn.
1: Really putting me down there.
0: Yeah. So during the race, there's, you know, obviously we had the struggles in practice, qualifying, et cetera. We had struggles during the race too. Larson got in hard, tries <laughs> yeah. to off Bowman and hitting the wall. Um,
1: yeah, and that I that I mean, move, he really bonzied it in there. Part of that was Bowman blocked him a little bit, but Larson didn't. I don't think he really needed to make that kind of an aggressive move at that. No, point he in didn't. The race. But
0: it's Larson, man. What at what lap is he gonna hit the wall? I mean, how many times do we keep talking about that? It,
1: yeah, I mean, I feel like he has done a little bit better in the last. I don't know. Four, he, to six he has. Races, but, I I agree. He has. But uh, yeah, rough rough day for him. We saw uh, an issue with Jones
0: and Stenhouse. getting yeah. into it. Yeah, and they and they had some words for each other afterwards too. Yes. Yeah,
1: so Stenhouse basically said that you know uh, Jones has got one coming to him now, and uh, you know I know he's trying to make the playoff, so kind of just uh, stirring the pot a little bit there, if you will. Think anything will come of it?
0: No. I mean, if it is, I mean. So Jones had a good race, but he's really not a contender. He's what fourteenth, fifteenth in points now. I think yeah, I think that moved him up to fifteenth in points. Mm-hmm. And then you have Stenhouse, who again is not really a contender. So even if it does, what kind of impact is it going to have? It may potentially knock knock uh, Jones out of the playoffs. Yeah, but Jones I is don't know.
1: Fourteenth with a twenty-eight point cushion now. So pretty yeah. decent.
0: Yeah. So I really don't. I mean, even if it does come to blows, I don't see it being that big of an Whoa, impact for Ricky him.
1: Ricky needs to just put his head down and focus on these next six races, putting together top fives, top tens. Yeah. And then he'll have an opportunity to potentially make the chase. But right now, just he calling people to, yeah. out and not making friends is not going to help you. No, right no, now, he's no. 77 points out.
0: Yeah. I don't. I'll, with, without winning a race, I don't see him making
1: it. Yeah. It'd be very difficult. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else uh, we saw. Hendrick have some malfunctions, mechanical. Struggle. Issues. Hendrick
0: struggled. So I say Hendrick Chevys struggled. So the Hendrick cars itself, obviously, when we talk about Chevys, we usually point to the Hendrick cars. Although this year it could be a Ganassi year. William Byron, the top finishing Chevy, in twelfth spot. Mm-hmm. So how many Chevys making? Chevys make up like what fifty percent of the field? Uh, yeah. And 50% of the field, and the top one comes home 12th? Ouch. Why? Where's the struggle at? So the one and a halfs they got figured out, are they, why are they struggling with the short tracks? hmm <clears throat> And I don't know if you can really say they are struggling with the short tracks, at least New Hampshire they struggled with. Is it too hot and slick for them? Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: you saw right out of the gate pretty much Austin Dillon have issues. And yeah. And hit the wall, so yeah, I don't know. Um, So this week will be... And back to Pocono. Yes. So we'll see if they can write right the ship there. And
0: we're going to have an interview right after this with Steve Livender. And he uh, is from kind of that area. Yeah. Pocono is kind of his home track. Mm-hmm. So it was a fitting mm-hmm. week to have him on the show.
1: Yeah. Um, what else from New Hampshire? So we so, see, going off that, we didn't really mention, but uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson, another rough week for him. And Chase Elliott had some sort of a belt issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Chase finished 29th, Jimmy Johnson 30th, but one thing I do want to talk about, and very briefly, we're going to try and make this somewhat of a quick episode, because we have two interviews, so it's kind of a long episode, <clears throat> so we're not going to get too many details on things tonight, but uh, Matt DiBrito came home yeah. fifth, fifth.
1: Another <clears throat> great finish for him.
0: Yeah, that's like two of the last three weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, sidestep it back. So that puts Johnson, another rough finish for Johnson. Yes. He's 17 yes. points out. He is 17th in the points, 17 points out. Yeah. With six races to I go. I thought
0: for sure he probably would make it, I, but I that's so start. He is
1: tied for essentially. With Suarez? Yeah, for Suarez. Both 17 points out. Then it's a big step back to Paul Menard and then Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, Clint Boyer and really Ryan Newman are the next two. On the inside, that would be the odd men out. Yeah,
0: and they're not givens either. I mean, Boyer's had a hell of a. Well, somehow Boyer actually
1: increased his points at New Hampshire, even though he crashed with uh, Truex. So I don't know how he managed to do that, but, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is just to make a little.
0: It's like all those cutoff drivers, except for Eric Jones, really had some problems this weekend.
1: Man, I ran out of beer, and now my voice is all cracked. Well, even more concerning to me, man, if I'm if I'm Kyle Larson, he's 13th in the points, but he's only 31 points to the good. One more bad race like Loudon, and he will be on the cut. Yeah, I mean, he'll be close to the cut. So yeah. uh, this ain't over, folks. Uh, I don't know who's gonna make it in, who's gonna fall out. Yeah, no, six. Kidding. A lot could happen in six races.
0: And moving on to the Xfinity, we also had some fireworks in the Xfinity series. We had a veteran of Paul Menard and the youngin of Harrison Burton kind of get into it. Did you see the confrontation on Pitt Road after the race? I
1: did, yeah. And I, I was not a very big fan of Paul Menard in that in that instance. Or I, don't, I don't see anybody for, taking his back
0: in that situation. For what
1: he did to Harrison. I, I don't yeah. think it was – it was not called for by any means. Um, I mean, if anything, rough the guy up. Yeah, get him out of the groove. But don't just dump him like that. He didn't intentionally get into Menard. He didn't do any damage to Menard. It's not like he – Crashed him or cut his tire down, or he just barely got into him. He didn't even knock Paul out of the racing groove. Yeah, and it was funny because yesterday on the uh, Dale Jr. download, even Dale Jr. was fired up; like he was pissed about it.
0: <laughs> well, man, when he why, was, why did he do that? For? He was
1: more talking about yeah. the um, the side conversation that was going on between Jeff Burton and and the broadcast booth when that happened. So uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool to get that kind of insight. So sure, but no, I, I you know, again. Menard, uh, that was that was too much. That was too much. He definitely if he had a fan base, he didn't he didn't expand it.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. I didn't see a single person taking his back. And a lot of people were questioning one is why they allow Paul Menard to race in Xfinity oh, well. Series. That's the same damn and question a, yeah, with Kyle Bush. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Racing, so, so it's constantly this this question comes up twenty times a year. The fact Should of the come- matter
1: is why the hell is Menard running in Xfinity? Like he, he wasn't even contending for the win. I mean, he's a mid-pack in <laughs> Cup Series races, so and he he's not translating his Xfinity start into a lot of success in the Cup Series. So, I, I, why? I guess is my question.
0: Money, maybe I, I don't know. I agree. Why? So begs the question: Should Cup drivers be allowed to drive an Xfinity?
1: I'm fine with it as long yeah. as it's a set limit.
0: Limited, yeah. Not of every races. Yeah. Not
1: not the option to do every single one. Um, on top of Xfinity, Christopher Bell won fifth, fifth race. Fifth win, the year. so him
0: and Custer both five wins, five apiece. Yes. Uh, truck series
1: were off this that weekend, but uh, mm-hmm. they'll be at Pocono with the Cup boys this weekend. Iowa uh, is for on Xfinity. the slate for Xfinity. Yep. He just
0: heard Ryan talk about that uh, about Iowa and try and get Joey his best finish ever there. So good luck to them. Correct.
1: Correct. Um, what else you got? Any news this week?
0: Uh, Justin Allgaier and Cole Custer's teams were. Loose lug nut, $5,000 penalty. Okay.
1: We already talked about Kevin Harvick's uh, Gen X scheme, so go check that out. Um, There is a new update to the uncontrolled tire change, rule change. Uh, Did you hear about that?
0: Uh, Yes. So, like, right before we came on air, I seen something briefly about it, about they change the wording about the uncontrolled tire or like being out of arm's reach? Yeah, so
1: essentially they're eliminating the arm's length definition when it comes to the uncontrolled tire rule. Teams will be penalized for an uncontrolled tire if it creates a safety issue or interferes or impedes another competitor's pit stop. So it sounds like it's a big giant gray box and it's NASCAR's call. Sure,
0: sure. But I mean, do you think that makes Denny Hamlin happy?
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Kyle Busch clearly committed that violation yeah. this weekend and didn't get penalized for yeah. it. So I'm wondering if that isn't the real reason. Yeah. Who knows? Because it was uh, all over yeah. social media. Yeah,
0: you posted it, and we had some pretty interesting comments and stuff on our Facebook page with that.
1: Yes. Uh, one thing, as per usual, we'll go back to the Cup Series race. Was it a good race per Jeff Gluck's poll? Did you happen to I see think that?
0: It, I did not see the poll, but I thought it was a good race.
1: Uh, 79% said yes. Okay. So I think that's uh, – I agree with that. It was a pretty pretty strong race. Yeah. Um. Also, we need to talk about the fact that Larson confirmed he's going to be back with Ganassi next year. Yep.
0: And not only Larson, Eric Jones says he's also close to re-signing with Joe J-G-R, Gibbs. yes. So that's very interesting because one, the conversation we've been having the last several weeks on the show is that the rumors of Ganassi possibly closing the doors and that that uh, Jones getting kicked to the curb or maybe – made to go to LFR and and Bell come up take the twenty car, mm-hmm. which still might be a possibility if he does or Simon Joe Gibbs. But definitely interesting.
1: Yeah. Going back to um with the whole the Benedetto, uh this for another hat tip, uh Chris Busher now has nine straight top twenties.
0: Yeah, I think he finished fourteenth or fifteenth. Fifteenth yeah. I think so it was. So another, yeah.
1: another good outing for that team, man. Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on the Eric Jones commitment box call? Did you were you uh, um, okay or opposed with that uh, call, or what was your thoughts on that?
0: I really didn't have a, I didn't have anything against the call. So I
1: didn't know that that rule was so specific. So you had to have to have all four tires below the box if you're pitting. Yes. But uh, if you have two below it and decide to go back out on the track, that's not a violation.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, from our perspective you as a tell fan, that that it's kind of like... What, wishy-washy. Yeah, it is too much yeah, yeah. Too And, much and scary, even the
1: broadcasters yeah. were caught off guard by it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they... I mean, they, if they
0: explain it, I understand it. Okay, fine. I'm okay with it. But it's just kind of... Yeah. Not not explaining it, it kind of definitely causes criticism. Right, in infections.
1: which they did. So I'm glad that they ultimately yeah. did do that. Um, any other news?
0: So, <clears throat> and we all know that there's a Deegan hysteria right now. But when the Toyota executives came out and said that she's probably gonna run at least a limited schedule in trucks next year, so well, I mean, good luck to her. Hopefully, it has a little bit of different results than what Natalie has had. You know, we we need a we need a strong female presence in the sport. We do. She I just,
1: think. I just don't want her to get. She's she's so hundred percent, man, and that's good. But she, I just want her to ease into it and not think that she's invincible out there because. You know, I did, last thing I want to see is her have the misfortune that Natalie Deckers had as yes. well. Yeah. Uh, did you see the tweet by Bubba Wallace about the tattoo of the, g- the king with the yeah Richard Petty yeah. on his arm? So yeah. he said, if last he gets to forty three thousand retweets, he would get it tattooed. Tattooed. Yeah. Last I seen was thirty two thousand retweets. Yeah. Right before we came on, it was at thirty two thousand. When I looked at it earlier today, it was at like twenty two thousand. So, needs to say, Bubba's getting a tattoo. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm thinking, too. I think Dylan Jr. got in on the madness as well. He did. He, he tweeted probably it. jumped it up 20,000 right there. I, yeah. I
1: think it'll hit by the time, probably by the time this podcast is even posted. So,
0: Yeah, this is a long podcast. It'll take a little bit to post it. Um, uh,
1: Anything else? I think that's pretty much all the news that so I've got. The,
0: the last bit of news, which leads into our next interview we're getting ready to have, is iRacing is going to have a national televised race. Yes, on Thursday MB- on NBC tomorrow. Sports. Yeah, yeah NBC, NBC S N, which mm-hmm. is sports, sports network, Net- yep. network whatever. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be an um, racing event, and it's I gonna think be Parker
1: Cligerman is, is
0: gonna in, be. So. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. I I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool.
0: It is. I mean, it's very interesting. It's really opening a door, or a new avenue for racing fans. I wonder who's to gonna see. be commentating. I don't know. We'll just have to watch and see. Yeah. So our next guest that we're going to welcome on the show right now is Steve Luvender and big Twitter guy involved works. with IRAs. Yeah, works
1: for NASCAR.com. He's kind of a jack of all trades. Yes.
0: So, so uh, check out our interview with him. Listen listen up for the next few minutes, and uh, he'll tell you about the uh, event tomorrow as well. What's going go ahead. Hey, folks, welcome back. We have Steve Luvender, and I probably just butchered that, didn't I? You actually got it right. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was rare. rare. Yeah. So it was real funny because right before uh, you called in, Lugs and I were just having a conversation that you posted something on Twitter about uh, how many times people get your name wrong or something like that. Um, I I feel you, man. I'm there too. I my last name is so screwed up. It's only five letters, and people cannot ever get it right. So.
4: They mess up five letters. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yes. It's very Germanic. There's an O and an E next to each other, and that screws everybody up. So, oh
4: man, I feel like I not
0: a lot of letters to get wrong. But. Yeah, yeah, you got. I mean, you think yours would be like really hard? Because it's what seven letters, eight. Yeah, we
4: we've got eight
0: in there, but yeah, you know, people <laughs> manage to mangle it. Yeah, yeah. So Steve, uh, uh, you're from is it Pennsylvania, right?
4: yeah i'm from pennsylvania i'm from uh, allentown pennsylvania which is uh pretty close to where the now former nazareth speedway lives in about uh, an hour or so uh south of pocono raceway
0: oh, okay yeah that's awesome so i'm taking you've been to pocono several times
4: oh yeah lots of times uh unfortunately i won't be there this weekend but uh I, I was there uh for the race a couple weeks ago but it's an awesome facility it's a really cool place and uh you know, if you have the the opportunity, definitely go check it out. I mean, it's, it's not every day you can see a three turn racetrack.
0: Yeah, right, right. And that, and I guess next year is going to be perfect for you because you get two races in one weekend.
4: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Like, I'm I'm really cool. Like, I'm I'm really excited that they're going with the uh, well, first of all, trying out the double header idea, but then doing it at you know what's my home track basically. Uh, so definitely excited for that.
0: Yeah, I never. I've never been to Pocono. I don't think Lugs has ever been mm, either. Yep. Uh, so we're based out of Indiana, so it's a little harder for us to get to some of the tracks. Uh, our closest track is probably Indy or or Kentucky. Uh, so slow. Yeah, you guys
4: get some pretty cool tracks around
0: you. Yeah, yeah, we do to to an extent. I mean, I think some people would argue. I mean, there are cool tracks, but some people argue the racing that's at those tracks aren't necessarily the best. I mean, we saw a pretty good race at Kentucky. That's well, you, true. That's yes, true. yes. A... So the last, I guess, two races at Kentucky have been pretty decent, but prior to that, it's kind of eh, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't, I mean, we love all racing, so we can't say it was bad, but not what we've seen this last time, at least. Yeah, it was an awesome one. So, Steve, do you get a chance to go to a lot of the tracks other than Pocono? Um, I have. I've
4: done a bunch of tracks. Pretty much everything in the northeast area, as far as NASCAR stuff. So I've been to New Hampshire Motor Speedway, uh, to Dover, to Watkins Glen. I uh, went to Watkins Glen last year. That was a really cool experience. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was my first road course, and it's uh, it's just it's really like unlike anything else that that I've experienced from a NASCAR side. So I'm really glad I got to check that one out. That was that was really cool. I've also been to uh, Charlotte which is a, a, a nice track as well. Um, but mostly I stick to the stuff in the Northeast. It's just stuff within driving distance.
3: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: yeah. Gotcha. Are you still based out of Allentown, or you have you moved on to bigger cities like Pittsburgh or something?
4: Um Still, still in Allentown, technically just outside of Allentown, but okay. you know, if I say the actual town, people will be like, Boy, "What? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like, with, with Allentown, we've got the we've got the Billy Joel song to point back
0: to. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing with lugs and I we actually are from a s itty bitty town that no one has ever heard of. So we just use the town next. To it's a little bit bigger and yeah, hey, yeah, I've heard of that before. So understand. Yeah. Understand. Feel. Yep. So Going into a little bit about what you do, and for the folks who are listening, Lugs and I, we talk about iRacing racing a lot, and Lugs is a... I don't want to say eye racing extraordinary because he's not that great, but he. <laughs> but he <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, okay,
3: but
0: he, <laughs> he he just plays a lot more than I do, and unfortunately, I am so damn horrible. I this get, is true. I I just give up so so easy because I get so frustrated. Uh, so how is the guy from? let's just say little town Pennsylvania start working his career into being influential amongst the sim racing crowd
4: so sim racing has just always been something that's been really close to me it's uh, actually the whole reason I'm interested in in NASCAR to begin with I I don't really come from a family that works for racing Um, one day when I was like 7 or 8 years old I happened to Uh, My my dad brought home NASCAR racing too for our like terrible computer at home. We had like our family (laughs) PC. So I just, I played around with that, played with my keyboard, uh, you know, kind of difficult to control and steer things, you know, on a keyboard. So eventually he, you know, upgraded me to a wheel. I was like eight years old, just going to town, trying to get all my homework done so I could, you know, go, go play NASCAR on the computer. But, you know, kind of from there, It's just something that stuck with me that grew from just, you know, game to game, platform to platform over the years and eventually to iRacing about 10 years ago now. I can't believe it's been that long. But um, it's just really cool to see the community and the technology evolving and grow and get to the point where it's at now where, you know, not only is it something that you can do for fun, you know, racing against friends and, and, you know, strangers, (laughs) but, you know, now it's to the point where, uh, you know, you got NASCAR, you know, interested in and in, in putting together their official, you know, platforms and, and eSports leagues. And, you know, now even we have this, uh, you know, Thursday on NBCSN, we've got, you know, a live broadcast of an actual NASCAR race with, you know, some of these really top-notch guys who race in the peak eye Racing series as well as, like, you know, Parker Kligerman's going to be there. Like, it's it's just really... It's just cool to have, have seen the, the growth and kind of grow up with that since I was a kid to, you know, now I'll be 30 this year. And it makes me feel really old to say that. but uh, it's, <laughs> just cool. it, it's just really cool to see it, you know, get to this point and mature. And Absolutely. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon.
0: No, and I, I think uh, amongst the like esports crowds, racing might be the biggest crowd there is. I mean, iRacing has done so much for esports itself.
1: And I think that this, being on NBC, is only going to take it to the next level. Yeah. The more eyeballs that they can get into that, I mean, I think it's going to take off even more.
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy awesome. So t- talk about NASCAR racing, too. Lugs and I, we we, I, we started, and you know, we're older than you, so you talk about feeling old. We would feel really damn old. <laughs> Uh, so back in the day, back in high school, we were racing NASCAR, like what, Racing 2, NASCAR Racing 2003 edition. Yeah, yeah. So we had all those funky computer games, and we all, and what I'm leading to here is how the evolution in Trading Paints, but back then, we used to make our own paint schemes. And, uh, you know, we used J Ski a lot for like ideas and paint schemes for our cars and stuff like that. And then me being the very, uh, artistic mind that I am created cars like Sergeant Pimp that has like you know 90% naked women on my car and you know, <laughs> stupid stuff like that I'm in high school all right I mean it was a very immature teenager the, the you know? funny
1: part about that though is at that time you know the cars would fit on a three and a half inch floppy disk and we would all paint our own cars whether they're <laughs> Try, trying to emulate you know an actual car that's on the track this weekend or our own personal things and then we take them take them to school and trade them like they're pokemon <laughs> yeah, cards yeah. it was just it was just a simpler time
0: yeah right right and uh, it, it was a great so time
4: I throw those floppy disks around somewhere uh, I, I, <laughs> Who we knows? Had
0: the, yeah exactly we still had a nascar race in 2003 the edition um that I guess Lugs actually, and another friend of ours, <clears throat> they do YouTube videos of the races and stuff like that. They still do. There's the
1: 2003, you know, series still has a, a cult following. I don't know if you keep up with that at all, Steve, or, you know, watch any of that on YouTube, but, you know, it's still got a pretty strong following as far as, like, the mod culture and everything, too.
4: Yeah, it's insane to see that grow as well. Like, it's a game that's, like how old is it now, I'm trying to do math, 16 years old, and people are still going strong, making, you know, mods for current day cars and, like, painting, like, absolutely every paint scheme from every series. Yeah. And making the YouTube videos with, the, like, the camera control stuff. Like, it's 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 still just it's crazy, and it's, I mean, it's just, it's such a, a big community online. You know, yeah. Whether it's the guy racing folks or the people, you know, still playing around with
1: 2003 only thing I don't think that they can do with that engine or that game I think is they can't do like double double file restarts and they can't do like the green white checkers I think that's the only thing they can't do as far as like keeping it super up to date if I'm if I'm not mistaken there
0: yeah so Steve, yeah, I guess you can only go so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of limited. It is, it is so old. Uh, so Steve, you were a founder for Trading Paints, which is a, I don't think you call it as a software, more of an application that goes along with iRacing to do customized paint jobs. So like, how did all that come come like into evolution and and to proceed to where you are now? I think I just sit seeing something like a hundred thousand users or something. Wow.
4: Yeah, yeah, we hit a really cool milestone last week of 100,000 people who race on iRacing um, have also signed up for a Trading Paints account. So Trading Paints basically is what you were just talking about with swap back and forth at work. Or I'm sorry, at school. Man, you weren't that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but, but essentially just a, a, a more global version of that. So people can go on to Trading Paints and... Upload their iRacing paint schemes, and when you go race against other people that use trading paints, you'll see their paint schemes. So that basically started in well, okay. So iRacing's been around since like 2007, 2008 or so. Um, at that time, you weren't able to really customize your your paint schemes. So there were like some really limited options. You could change like the color of your car and choose from a couple like predetermined sponsors, and there wasn't a whole lot of you know features and functionality, and at the time, you know, we were just talking about the NASCAR 2003 scene of, of people painting and, you know, you know taking that game to the next level. There really wasn't that that sort of community, the painting, you know, world mm-hmm. in iRacing just because it wasn't available yet. So around late um, 2009, they eventually um, iRacing eventually decided, hey, let's <laughs> let's give people the ability. To customize their paint schemes. that's a big part of sim racing and it you know makes a lot of sense for to do that um, so they so this is uh, like late 2009 um, they broke the news by having uh, none other than Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, do a, a post in their forum that basically explained what um, what this, this custom painting Functionality and future on iRacing would would look like, and um, you know how it would work. He had a couple of pictures of his junior motorsport cars painted up in iRacing at the time, which you know blew everybody's mind because we weren't used to seeing custom cars, mm-hmm. you know, back in 2009. Uh, but basically, there was a, a sort of call to action in in that post of his on on the racing forum, and that was we needed a way to. We have this big growing community in iRacing. It was probably like 10 or 20,000 people at the time in iRacing. Um, But, like, there's not going to be a way to see everybody's car because there's no communication, The user's computer and, you know, iRacing and all the other players. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be some sort of, you know, system to, um, you know, to make that happen. So I, I... my, my background is, um, like my professional background is, is in web development, web design. So at the time I was like looking at this, this post by, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I was like, man, like, who's going to do this? Like who's going to step up and, and, and create this thing. So I kind of started just playing around with some, with some stuff, uh, you know, on my personal time, um, and, and kind of shared the plans with, um, Sean Brandt, who at the time was known for uh, he created an application called race points manager, which is basically a way for uh, people with online racing leagues to manage their, their point systems and standings and all that stuff. So he was kind of the smartest guy I, I knew. Uh, and I was like, Hey, what do you think of this plan? Like, I'm going to see if I can get some help from somebody to, to kind of build this thing. Cause uh, I don't think I can do it myself. I wasn't expecting to, you know, have Sean work on this thing. I just kind of wanted his opinion on what I wrote up. And he's like, "Well, why don't you just have me do it? Like, this sounds like a really cool idea. Like, let's let's do this thing." So that was kind of the moment there where we we got our heads together, uh, Sean and I, and, and built this thing and eventually launched it. You know, in, in January of 2010, and since then it's been a, a really cool ride, watching things grow and watching an entire community. Um, of, of painters and, and artists kind of just flourish and emerge. So uh, so there's, there's not only the, like the, the driving side of Iris, and there's also this whole, you know, subculture of, of painting and designing where people like me who are not very fast at, at the track, uh, the, the driving parts can uh, still have fun.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that real quick. So <clears throat> I am a Trading Paints member, And I have them for several months now. Um, Nice, nice. Well, you say that now. Hold on, let me finish my conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I absolutely suck at using trading paints. I am not artistic at all. I am I am not a computer guy by any means. I'm old. Remember. And I got on training paints and I mean, it, it's great. It just I can't figure the damn thing out. And it's not the system, it's me. I, I don't know how to work colors and make lines and you know do stuff fancy. So I'm trying to and the point of me getting this was for me and looks to be able to race some cars with their our logo on it while we're racing. Kind of, you know, help promote the podcast or whatever while we're racing. But man, I suck at it. So it's funny because I actually I, I was having issues with templates not matching up, and come find out, I think I'm an idiot. I'm using the wrong template on the wrong car, and I actually sent in a help request. And I think <laughs> I think you responded to me. Actually, <laughs> I think the email came from you, saying, "Hey, you know, I think you might be using the wrong template. Well, try this." And I have never, I have not been back on it since. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> like I sort of remember that now. That happens more than you would think because iRacing updates their cars and stuff every couple of years, whenever, mm. like, like, I think if this is the case I'm thinking of, I think, like, there's a new Chevy Silverado Gander Outdoors truck <laughs> this year, so iRacing scanned it, put a new one in, which changes the template, so people see, oh, NASCAR truck, this has got to be the one I think but it turned out it's like... Last year's version. So it happens all the time. You don't don't feel bad.
0: It's cool. Yeah, I think mine was a K and N late model mix up. I think. Oh, okay. Two completely different. Uh, I remember that
3: now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're that guy. Wow. Wow. What an
1: idiot. Yeah, that guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. No, I've never had anybody do that before. (laughs) Yeah.
0: oh that's funny yeah thanks so anyway i i <laughs> did i did pay for the the uh, pro membership um but yeah i'm just I, i'm not i'm no pro <laughs> by by any means uh,
4: well wait, hey, I, I appreciate you giving it a shot at
0: least yeah yeah i mean that's what it comes down to absolutely so what kind of pro tips do you have uh, for me to be able to uh maybe get our logos on the card or just maybe or do you just recommend me like hiring somebody to do it for me it, I, and maybe
1: I, steve is there a tutorial also i'm sure that it, or is it pretty much is there maybe a something out there you, people can go and watch on youtube or
0: i'm a guy i don't read i think i have
4: yeah <laughs> I, I think i have a very crappy youtube video somewhere that's probably outdated by now and i should probably make a new <laughs> a new one um and there's some help stuff that I wrote up, but again, I don't think it's probably as thorough as it needs to be. Um, but there's there's a whole like community of of painters who like who, who love to take requests on and will, will will probably be happy to put something together, okay. um, you know, for your cars. I think if if you go to the showroom and click on painters, uh, there's a whole list of people who are accepting work uh, and, and you know if you send them a message they might be uh willing to help okay yeah. or the other thing what we could do is maybe you know since uh I appreciate sure you guys having me on maybe we could uh maybe we could add your uh, you know the recognition logo to the to the paint builder so people can select it and put it on their cars that we could we could figure oh, that, that out how can arrange that, that would yeah be that sweet. would
0: be that would definitely be awesome yeah yeah, well, our 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 logo's pretty badass logo too, so I think cars would like that. Yeah, the only fear is that yeah. I, I suck at racing, so Lugs really didn't want me to create a car for myself with our logo on it because they give us a bad name. Oh, it's just to embarrass you, yeah. Now me, I I can
1: have it on my car. I'm you know yeah. I got my B class license. Yeah, you're
0: you're up to i oh, I'm down to a D. Is yeah. well, well? You're not a rookie, so. So that's, that's okay. I well, finally got out of the rookie, and I think I might be going back soon. Yeah, and the funny part about that, Steve, is, is you bite your tongue there because he got a, a couple of
1: emails from fellow racers saying I, he needed to step back. To, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, did. I did. So there's Okay, hold on. So I I'm a very clean racer. And sometimes that really hurts me because I slow down and let people... It sounds
4: kind
0: of like maybe not. Well, no, no, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I I try to be a clean racer, and I let people go around me. The problem is is that sometimes I'm a second off the pace compared to these guys who are obviously more expert than I am, and... I get in you know
4: the, the
0: w- cars have four gears, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, true. Yes, thanks. Thanks for, <laughs> <laughs> for reminding me of that. Um, like one race, for example, I, I was in—I uh, think it was eighth place—and I had two cars come up to me at the checkers, and they went to go past me on the inside. I just turned left because, damn it, I wanted an eighth place finish. <laughs> That's the best he ever did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And They're like getting mad at me. I'm like, hey, it's a the check and flag. They're like, yeah, but our safety rating. Anyway. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i'm a clean racer
0: but yeah yeah ex- I, I try to be i try to be respectful you know one of those things people get worked up about those safety ratings perfect. i'm one of them yeah
1: I'm like god you just
0: bump drafted me too hard you, er, you gave er, me er, an er. incident so what's your uh so what class are you in right now are, are you still racing frequently i'm
4: still racing actually when you are uh are, are wrapped up later on tonight. I've got a, a league race. I do mostly league racing uh, these days. So I, I race uh, in uh, the the court series. A lot of people talk about that on on Twitter. I think it's Monday, Tuesday, and, and Wednesday's they race. But um, I, I am in I'm in A class. But don't let that fool you <laughs> into thinking that I'm good because I'm definitely not. Um, I I I kind of the same way. Like I. I try to be respectful and clean, but that typically doesn't <laughs> mesh well with being fast. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too fast. So uh, so I do a lot of of league stuff that doesn't affect my uh, you know my safety or or I rating too much. Um, do you which just is, need to a lot of fun.
1: do you just need to know somebody in a league, or I mean, have you just made a name from yourself from racing? You know, on a such a consistent basis or like if someone's looking to get into a league, how would they go about that?
4: Um, So a lot of leagues are like groups of friends that kind of started off and and, then, you know, eventually started accepting other people to to join in and race with them at a scheduled time every week. Um, I, I know with the league that I'm talking about specifically, they, I mean, I've known a lot of the guys for a very long time. Um, but they do have um, they have open sign-ups on their website, uh, courtracing.com. Okay. And you can go and, and sign up and, and basically fill out a form and um, they take a look at your iRacing account and make sure you're not like a terrible wrecker who wrecks people for his place. Yeah, like my yeah, co-host yeah, here, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I see where you're yeah. going with this. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they, uh, you know, basically you get approved to race and it's kind of interesting, um, doing the league side of things. Cause it's in the general, just open servers and I racing, you, you rarely racing against the same group of people. Um, but sure. with league stuff, it's the same people every week. So it's kind of interesting to kind of get to know, you know, okay, I don't really want to race around this guy mm-hmm. in a, in a, close quarter situation oh I know this guy's gonna give me room oh i know you know hopefully hopefully my competitors know that when they're coming up to lap me i'll give them room like just stuff like that yeah
0: yeah yeah that's a good point in in the races where i talk about like you know my safety training took a dump you know i literally try and get out of people's way i would go high they always went high and ran into me no i'm trying to get out of their way and i somehow get into their way Mm -hmm. That, that happened multiple times um, oh, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. F- fellow slow guy problems. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what's, you know, you, you have the 100,000 uh, people who are signed up. Who are some no- notable people that use trading paints? Like, do we, I'm sure there's some drivers out there that are pretty frequent sim racer, like a William Byron or something.
4: Yeah, uh, there's quite a few. Um, I, um, it, it's cool yeah. every now and then. Somebody will, like a painter, will will send a tweet and tag us and be like, like, check it out, like, William Byron used my paint scheme on training things because you get be a notification that, you know, you paint a car uploaded to the showroom. And, like, a lot of people will paint a replica a car. I think uh, somebody like Noah Gregson, he's on there a lot, too. So, like, somebody will paint a Noah Gregson car. Somebody, you know, he'll go on there, see, hey, that's my car, hit the race button, and then that person will be notified hey, no, Gregson's racing with your car on iRacing. So people will tweet at us and be like, I can't believe it. Like, yeah, a real cool. person is ra- racing my car. So there's a lot of those. It's it, Like, it's crazy how many real-life drivers are, are on iRacing, not only just having an account, but actively engaging and actively, you know, playing on there, whether that's just for fun and streaming. Like, um, there's a lot of guys that do that, and there's others that legitimately use it to, you know, either – practice or mm-hmm. you
3: know,
4: i hear a lot about using it for um to learn road courses specifically especially in like the xfinity series where these guys are going to tracks that are kind of unfamiliar so right kind of learn the turns that way
0: yeah and we've we've had several drivers on the show and i think almost all of them talked about the i race has been beneficial the only one that seemed like eh, i don't really ever do it is Greg galding i think he's kind of more of a ps4 guy
4: so. yeah it's it, the serious part of it is not for everybody um, but like some people just get it and some people are like, you know this is stupid I don't I don't get it um, and, and like a lot of times people you know somebody like Greg Gaing would would like to you know maybe just unwind and relax and play a game like yeah. like you said on p s four or something like that yeah. whereas yeah, so other guys are, are like I must be like, – look, I got to – like, we race with a guy who, like, got this whole huge sim racing rig and spent, like, thousands of dollars on it and races once a week. Like, there's some people who are just so hardcore into it like that, and that's not That's not like a knock against, you know, the drivers who don't do that. But, sure. like, it's just a personal preference thing.
0: Yeah, so what kind of rig do you have? Mine's made out of two-by-fours. <laughs>
4: Oh, nice. No, yeah, homemade. Yeah. No, I have, like, a super old, um, like, racing seat, and then, like, just a bunch of... I'm looking at it right now.
3: Uh,
4: I don't have anything too ridiculous. Like, I have just enough for it to, uh, you know, to, to get me purpose. by. Since, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, what I do have that I really like is um I have a button box so that has been like like a complete game changer as far as like I can literally there's like switches and stuff on like if I want to adjust my brake bias and stuff I like move the switch up and down and so like that's mm. pretty cool like a couple little things like that I, I like I see those things and I'm like you know this is, like I don't need this like I, I don't need to spend fifty dollars on this but it's so it's so cool <laughs> i like every now and then i'll do that
1: too so you you buy that I've never seen that before so it's actual like a box that you can purchase and then it's just like a oh ba- yeah hmm. do,
4: yeah who makes it's, it uh, uh, it's uh, made by a company called Derek spear designs um, but like I'm it's basically just a like a USB box you plug into your computer that gives you uh, more buttons so like if you look at a NASCAR car area there's like switches and buttons
1: right and yeah stuff,
4: and, um you can able to simulate that that sort of thing okay um so like i'm, I'm looking at, like i can just press the buttons and like oh yeah i have like volume controls on here and stuff using the switches but anyway all that to say i don't have the the most flashy crazy <laughs> you know <laughs> rig set up in the whole world but kiss me by. what yeah, about
1: uh, yeah. what about pedals and steering what, what wheel are you using
4: um, I just got a new one a few months ago that my other one took a crap. It's, uh, I think it's, it's like whatever the baseline um, Fanatic okay. brand uh, one is. I think it's like the CSL or something like that. Um, so that's been pretty cool. It's kind of a, a little bit of an adjustment for me, which like people have said this all the time um, uh, about uh, load cell brakes. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is, but like it's basically a pressure sensitive brake rather than you know, just a normal sort of racing pedal, like sim racing pedal, where as far as you press the your foot down, that's how far you brake. But like, I don't know, it's just that—that's kind of an adjustment. But
1: I have heard that before. I'm not a very
4: fast racer. What did yeah. you?
1: What did you use before you went to the fanatic?
4: Uh, I had a like a Logitech G twenty seven. I see, think. It was. See, that's what I've
1: got, and I've uh-huh. heard the the exact same thing. I guess that there's like it detects it's it's more precise like the fanatics i guess with the steering and and like you were saying the brake and throttle inputs with the pedals is a, it makes a huge difference so maybe i need to well I'll, I'll
4: tell you i'll tell you that it has not made me any faster <laughs> yeah. so maybe not um, worth it all right so i think i think it maybe it's just a multiplier of skill and i don't have that skill maybe you know somebody on their way up you know having an api license
1: you Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've I have heard that though that it that it does help. But you know who who knows? It probably does depend on those factors yep. as uh, somewhat as well. But
0: all right. So moving on from the iRacing stuff. Uh, I thought we we I we follow you on Twitter, and you are one of the um, in my opinion one of the best people on Twitter. You're very witty very smart you come up with some very good um either comeback sayings or uh you post some really neat stuff like the uh what is it the top 40 or people who uh the all 40 challenge i think is what it's called
4: oh yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah the drivers who finish in every position yeah
0: yeah and it's a big yeah, deal that Alex. yeah Alex just got that win so that's huge
4: I know, I was, like, pumped for him to get that win, but also, I'm like, this is only the 12th guy who's racing full-time right now who finished in every single position first through 40th, and it was actually kind of, like, they mentioned it on um, the NBC broadcast like, as he was taking a checkered, so that was pretty cool, too. Like, they didn't call out all 40 challenge specifically, but they mm-hmm. mentioned the stat, and I thought that yeah. was that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, yeah, they definitely stole it from you. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take credit where you can man and they definitely got that from you uh,
4: well, it's just fun it's, it's cool to keep track of that stuff and um, I, I've been you know very fortunate that uh, the, the team with nascar.com is has uh, you know been, been posting some of the stuff I've been working on it's been really cool working uh, with those guys to, to publish that stuff too
0: yeah that's awesome hey, you uh, you do some stuff from NASCAR.com, too right
4: yeah, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do a lot of the more like, I'm definitely not like a writer or journalist or anything like that, but I'll, I'll publish um, just like kind of like fun, lighthearted sort of content. Um, think like, like NASCAR chasm, but like <laughs> toned down and not as funny. And, <laughs> gotcha. Like that's what sort I of
1: stuff. Yeah, I think I saw something you posted like top 10 burnouts or something like that. Was that? Kind of one of those things, or is that something you just did on your own?
4: Uh, yeah, that's that's a good example. So, um, during each, each race broadcast, basically, I I'm on gift duty, <laughs> so I'll capture interesting moments throughout each race. And uh, every week, we kind of put together a um, sort of like the, the top ten you know most giftable moments of the race. So just like. You know, pit crew member falling down, or like
0: <laughs> yes, Kurt
4: yeah. Busch when he when he won his race, like crap, like jumping into his pit crew, like yeah, crowd surfing. Yeah. Just just little moments like that. Um, so the the top ten burnouts of the year so far was just kind of a compilation of you know, kind of going through race by race and seeing like, all right, this guy did a really good job. Like Denny Hamlin at Texas did a beautiful, you know, burnout all the way down the straightaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah putting those sort of things together Yeah, to you
1: capture you capture some good stuff i saw the uh the kevin harvick crew member yeah. needed some of the the pj1 on yeah. his oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so are are so you if you the race so it didn't hurt him that bad yeah exactly <laughs> are you the one responsible for the kyle bush gif that where he just like does his finger like his thumbs up and like poof, and walks off camera that's like the best gif ever that is my that is one of
4: the, the best ones ever i'm um, I'm pretty yeah, like Kyle Bush just has some moments where I think even one of the things I did for NASCAR.com is Kyle Bush is here's eighteen reasons why Kyle Bush is his most gifable driver. <laughs> he he has like whether that's like the like when he wins a race and he'll do like a like the, the crying motion at the crowd, you know, yeah. people are whining about it, he'll yeah. do like the cry motion, and like just just little things like that. He like it's <laughs> you know, see if there's a cool cool moment to grab out of it. But um, I, I think that one in particular, I'm pretty sure NASCAR Chasm was like right on top of that one, um, you know, <laughs> capturing it and, and, and making sure everybody, uh, everybody sees it and he uses it a lot. And he was just, yeah, he, he's on top of his game. And
0: it, it's hilarious.
1: That's funny. Yeah. How how upset does it make you to hear someone call it a jiff instead of a Gif?
0: <laughs> it's a Jif. It's, it's pronounced with a J. It's Jif, right?
4: I, I try to keep my, my feelings you know, very, very deep down. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. funny. that's funny. I, I, was a, I was a GIF guy for a very long time. Um, I, I would call it GIF. Because I, I guess that's like what the creator of the format calls it. Yes. But I guess over time...
0: It's evolved. I, I
4: switched to the other side because I was like, hold on. G and... and like the G stands for graphic, and graphic is pronounced with a hard G... So maybe it should be GIF. Uh, so that's that's just my personal. That's that's my philosophy. It's funny. People it's are ready. so
1: passionate about that opinion too. That's what makes it funny. It's like I have I have a it's group of friends crazy. that will argue to the death about what what it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to be pronounced.
4: Friendship's wow. broken.
0: Yeah, exactly. It. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the argument I have with my friend, Obviously, Lugs isn't my friend. Is it? Would the toilet paper go in or out? Like, on the row. Is it facing outwards on the row <laughs> we or talking, inwards on in the row? I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's very important. Yeah. If I go to someone's house oh, and is. i got to take a dump and their toilet is <laughs> the wrong way, I change it. <laughs>
4: you, think you think a dump at other people's houses is kind
0: of... <laughs> <laughs> what kind of animal are you? Yeah, I know, right? Sometimes, yeah. you know, when your wife cooks really nasty food or something, you don't have a choice. <laughs> So, so we won't, we won't keep you much longer. I know you're a busy guy. You got some racing to do tonight. We got a couple of fun questions to throw your way that we kind of do with all of our uh, our guests that call into the show. Uh so oh. what, what <laughs> don't feel too panicked. Nothing crazy. Uh like Netflix, yeah. what's what do you have queued up right now on Netflix?
4: Oh man. Um <laughs> what the I'm just trying to think because I, oh man, I'm supposed to answer this fast and I am not answering it fast. (laughs) That's okay. Basically, this is going to sound awful, but I mostly use Netflix to like watch the office as I fall asleep. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Every every night. Yeah. Um, I did just watch, uh, stranger things. That's great. Um, the new season, Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I'm watching I'm like in the middle I like sort of I'm watching Black Mirror um just being a technology you know nerd kind of seeing how these, I don't know if you're familiar with the show but like just things mm-hmm. that are yeah. definitely within the realm of reason like these things probably can yeah. happen yeah it's
0: scary
1: isn't uh, it so
4: I'm enjoying that one. Yeah, I have it really
1: to watch is. I have to watch that show in small doses cause some of them are just like so uh, dark yeah right I'm like ah yeah Yeah,
0: so what? What about Spotify?
4: Spotify. Oh man. So I am obsessed now with. um, So they do the daily mixes.
3: Okay. um, Yeah. And they
4: basically just have four different like genres of music that they choose. Like this is your like if you're feeling these bands, you know, check it out. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. I. I am so just far all over the place and across the board with music that, like, I, I, I don't even know where to begin like that. But it just yeah.
1: churns it just turns you all kinds of kinds of channels, huh?
4: It, it really is. I mean, <laughs> I, I start with something like, like my favorite bands, the Black Keys. Okay. Like they just had an album come out, and so I kind of start from there and see what the algorithms got for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna key I'm gonna key you in on something real quick. Hey, we're on Spotify. That should be on your playlist. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you the next I don't one.
4: do a lot of podcasts on, on Spotify. Like I feel like, like I keep it just the music and I keep sure. podcasts in my podcast app. I don't know if that's like that's like the cool
1: way to do it. I, I, so I'm just like old school. But, I, I was kind of uh, that way too until I started this and then I like realized, holy crap, there's like a ton of podcasts on here. And I, I listen to like a bunch of others. So yeah. uh, True Crime Garage and Dale Jr. Yeah. Download and all yeah. that fun stuff. So so
0: what, what do you use as a podcast uh, app? I just, all
4: right, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to lose any street cred I have here. <laughs> I just use my... I just use my, my iPhone podcast app. Oh, no, you know, I subscribe that way.
0: Okay, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We were just talking about that right before you came on the air, actually, is that neither one of us have iPhones, so we really can't see our iTunes stuff. But iTunes rules the podcast world. That, that is how every podcast out there pretty much is is uh, streamed or the RSS feed's given out, blah, mm-hmm. blah, is based off of iTunes um so good i mean there's nothing wrong with that there's no loss of street cred that's great and make sure you go on there and subscribe <laughs> to wrecking and racing yeah we have to get our our numbers go, up yeah go
1: review it, steve <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah uh so man i was gonna go with another question here and i forgot what i was going with so um what what's what's your greatest fear
4: my greatest
1: fear we're really putting you on the spot um, yeah
4: Oh, yeah, I didn't expect to talk about this. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> um, I think it would be falling out of a plane into a field of pineapples. Have you ever have you ever seen the top of pineapples? Uh, like they're
0: very pointy and jagged and you know <laughs>
1: I think the only thing worse would be you know, maybe the
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was I was that was definitely took me to left field there. I, I yeah, that's never heard that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. And last one, Steve. Don't judge my fear. It's my fear. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, last one, Steve. Aside from trading paints, let us know what's something you're good at that most people don't know about.
4: Um. Okay. So, I play recreational sports a lot. Like I play. I'm I'm in a. I've been in leagues for volleyball and kickball and dodgeball. And I am, I love dodgeball. That's like my sport. And I turn into a completely different person when I play. Like I turn into like the little league dad who's yelling at people (laughs) and just getting way into it. And like, I feel like I'm a pretty cool, like relaxed guy other than that. Um, But when I play dodgeball and I like to think I'm pretty good at it, when I play dodgeball, that's, uh, you know, kind of gets a
1: little ugly sometimes you morph into uh, <laughs> Ben Stiller's character on dodgeball huh? <laughs> <laughs> basically
0: I am white goodman <laughs> <laughs> nice hey the dodgeball is badass so I love dodgeball I haven't played since I was like 13 yeah and I don't yeah.
1: even think they have it in like kids schools anymore do they did they take oh. it out
0: yeah I think they did you know what's so d- did you play with the red rubber plastic balls when you were in school
4: yeah, we play with those.
0: Yeah, you know, so me, I'm not that young. Well, okay, I mean, I, I, like I think they switched like foam balls, like, or are later in our year, like high school or something. But anyway, that sound, ping, yeah, when it hits yeah. you, that's still to this day I oh, can yeah. remember exactly Instills that sound. Still fear, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my daughter now so knows what it ask sounds what like.
3: What your biggest fear is? Yeah, so yeah there
0: you <laughs> go. Probably that loud. Yeah, my, my biggest fear is actually sitting across the table from me. He's pretty damn ugly. <laughs>
1: Well, that <laughs> that are that are trying to get a and uh, template on a, <laughs> <dirt> <laughs> a late car. model. Whatever, yeah. shut
0: yeah. up, shut up.
1: Yeah. Well, Steve, we That's appreciate it. Uh, anything yeah, you want to taking the time? Yeah, and... anything you want to plug in here? Uh, anything you got you working on, or want to let the uh, the listeners or fans know about? Um, I mean, just keep your eyes.
4: Appeal to NASCAR.com, I guess I would say, because I've got stuff going up there. You know, there, there's just a lot of cool stuff happening on NASCAR.com, whether that's, you know, selfish, selfishly stuff I'm working on or, you know, NASCAR has a lot of cool stuff up there. Um, that that's I, that, that website has just, you know, grown and, and, and gotten better and better year after year. Um, there's, a, there's a new game on there called Props Challenge, Um That basically you get ten. There's ten questions every week where you get to basically do do a prop bet for. So they'll say like over or under ten lead changes. You say you know you make your guess, and there's ten of those every week. It's just a a, you know one option or the other thing, and it's it's so much fun. Even though I'm just horrendous at fancy racing, Um, it's it's just it's a cool, different, unique, innovative. Uh, sort of game, so I, like I, like I, all that to say, you know, just keep an eye on on NASCAR dot com because I think that's a, a really cool platform, um, yeah. and I'm really happy to be to be working with those yeah, guys abs- and contributing right now. Absolutely, it's awesome. yeah. We'll keep our thank eyes. you guys for uh, and I appreciate you guys uh, having me on here. That's uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Uh, one last thing, plug your uh, fantasy league that you have that random pick fantasy league.
4: Oh yeah. Uh, so random fantasy uh, basically, like I said, I'm horrendous at, uh, fantasy racing. So I created this fantasy game where you literally just go on to random fantasy uh, click the button to sign in with Twitter. And then it, it picks, you know, it sets your, it makes a pick for you. So like one week you might get, you know, Kyle Busch next week you might get like the worst car in the field and then everything in between. It's just a lot of fun to see the trash talking on Twitter every week. Yeah. Um, you know, and and see people, you know, having to being forced to kind of support into for the driver they maybe don't like. Yeah. So much, yeah. Uh, but just to get those precious points. Uh, so that's a lot of fun.
1: Speaking of real quick, a last thing, I promise, uh, fantasy. We we do a fantasy kind of week from week. Some of our loyal listeners they'll send us our picks for the week and we have a a running championship points bracket going but who's your picks for Pocono this weekend if you got to pick two drivers who's who's your money on this weekend
4: um oh man um I think I see I want to go with two Joe Gibbs racing drivers but I also you know feel like I gotta split my odds here I'm gonna go um I'm gonna say Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr. Those two best friends. I think uh, those guys are both going to be pretty sharp this weekend.
3: All right.
1: All right. All right. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Well, we're going to take you up on the uh, getting the Reckoning Racing logo sent over to you in. See yeah. what you see what you want to do with that because that'd be really cool to see that uh, on yeah. some stock no, cars out Send there.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, we'll we'll do. We really appreciate. It. Thanks for calling in, and you have a fantastic night, sir. And everybody, listen, uh, follow him on Twitter. He's he's fantastic, one of the best on Twitter.
4: Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks,
0: have a good Steve. night. Bye.
4: You
0: too. So that was Steve Wayne. What a great interview. Uh, if you're not, an i-racing stuff fan, there, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're not an iRacing fan, uh, I'm sure you still found the, the interview entertaining. It was uh, funny, I was glad, you know what? I am happy when throw, someone throws shade back at me on stuff and he was kind of witty and coming back with some of that <laughs> stuff, saying shit about me, which is good. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I like, I like to make fun of us. Type yeah, that, thing,
1: was, so. that was a, that was a cool interview and I learned some stuff, so. Makes me want to get on the uh, get on the <laughs> i racing. Yeah,
0: got to get you a fanatic steering wheel. <sighs> yeah, I, know, I need now. to do
1: some more research, see if it's because those things are expensive. I don't yeah. know if it's really worth it. So gotcha. But it's not going to pad a uh, three seconds to my lap time. Then I'm. Not
0: <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so let's let's get this show on the road. We're already let's pushing about two points, hours. So, so talk, yeah, po-
1: talk about points. So run through. Let's picks talk
0: about points. Baby, let's talk about points earned from
1: New Hampshire. Uh, you had Truex and Logano selected. Uh, <laughs> was that a sigh of was, displeasure? Uh, yeah, I mean...
0: Uh, I mean, you they both got, like, top tens. It was, yeah, but Turek, uh, Joe car he, he should have been better than what he was.
1: He still came home sixth, man. Yeah, Six. You can't nine, have man. your cake and eat it too, okay? Sure I can. You gained 73 points this week. That wasn't too bad. Exactly. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch 91 points.
0: Damn.
1: Um, Jeff Steinhook had Harvick and Hamlin first and second. However, 85 points there. Stage points? Yep. stage points. Ah,
0: uh, but damn. But still good. Good job, still, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, still
1: good uh, weekend for Mr. Stainhook. Uh, Joseph Adams, Blaney, and Kozlowski bringing home 70 points. Oh, yeah. Increasing my lead. Gained three points this weekend. <laughs> don't, get, yeah. don't get too cocky. Uh, John Elliott had Kozlowski and Jones.
0: Thank God he got
1: off the freaking Elliott train. <laughs> and um, well, he's on a Kozlowski train now, this week, now, because <laughs> this is the second week really. he's picked pick Kozlowski. So 76 points earned for John Elliott. Daniel Cameron had Kozlowski and Clint Boyer, 57 points. Uh, Eddie Greer had Ryan Blaney and Ryan Truex, 73 points. Ryan Truex? Did I say that? You said
0: Ryan Blaney and Ryan Ryan
1: Truex. Oh, Ryan Blaney and <laughs> Martin Truex. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, 73 points there. And Jessica Mueller had her typical Harvick and Kyle Bush uh, Boo. for 91 points.
0: Boo. I mean, she increased her damn lead over me again. Yeah. Mother effort. <laughs> We're coming after you, Jessica.
1: So Jessica still in the points lead, 14.02. Gasman second, 13.78. Oh, my God. Joseph Adams in third thirteen sixty-three. Jeff Stainhook in fourth with twelve eighty-three. Daniel Cameron fifth, twelve fifty-eight. And myself in sixth, twelve thirty-three. John Elliott in seventh, twelve sixteen. Eddie Greer in last, ten sixty-four, one thousand sixty-four points.
0: Fantastic. And thank you everybody that plays. Next year we we'll hopefully have a really huge field. I think Steve's uh, fantasy league that he has is like 1,700 people. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, so if we can get I, like – I'm not tracking that many points. I know, man. right? We're going
1: to have to use that calculator. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, so if we had like a – If we had a, I don't know, a tenth of what Steve has, that'd be great, but that would be hard to track. Yeah, it would. Uh,
1: all right, so picks
0: for Pocono. Let's have them. Oh, my God. Uh, I know you know what I don't are. I don't um, F it What do I got to lose I gotta, I gotta go on limb And try to catch Miller. Yeah uh, Bowman and Larson Oh my <laughs> <I don't>, Yeah <laughs> Man I did don't you, know Did you word vomit there
1: Yeah I think I did Bowman and Larson <laughs> I'm F, taking
0: F. a shot man Wow I'm taking a shot Bowman Did you look at Pocono's results I have not no, I didn't. I, I this was just a tip of my tongue thing. I did not research anything. Well, this I week
1: commend anymore. you for taking the taking the leap. But you saw what it did to me when I took. Yeah, I know. The <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm living proof of that skeleton. Yes, very true. I'm going with the defending winner earlier this year, Kyle Busch, and I'm gonna go Eric Jones. I think he's had like three top fives now, so I'm gonna ride
0: that train and see if he can okay. bring home another top five. Okay, good, good. Well, as always, folks, we thank you for listening. If you listen to all the way to this point, we commend you on your efforts. Thank you very much. Cannot ask for a better interview than we had today from both people. It was mm-hmm. great. Uh, definitely remember and keep Nick Harrison's family in your thoughts and prayers. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week and the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again, and And see see you you soon. soon.